Mm. A lot of people have Air Force Ones. Um, so looking I've at those. I've never owned a pair of Air Force Ones, but neither have I. There were so neither many years in high school where I was like, if you wear Air Force Ones, you got it. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. We're here today on December the second, bringing you Weekly Brew nineteen, uh, and it's a it's a it's a bit of a bit of a special episode for us. Well, I mean, you know, it's a different episode, a little bit of a different vibe. Uh, James is in a different part of the country, but I won't I won't spoil that just yet. He can let you know where he's at. Um, maybe at this point now, before we get to that, you can try and guess where in the country he is. I think he may have mentioned it last week. Um, so I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah. So you got you got a couple minutes uh, while we get through this brulette first. But uh, yeah, it's, look, we're back. We you know weekly brew nineteen. Uh, we got a uh, we got some drinks to drink. Uh, some catching up to do. Uh, James has been on exciting adventures. I have been here in Auckland. Uh, <laughs> Not too much going on, but that like that's life at the moment. That's okay. Um, but yeah, look, well, let's just 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 crack straight into brulette, get it going, um, and yeah. So if you know how we play this, uh, great. Thank you for following along. Uh, if you don't, um, you, you will learn now. Uh, so on the <laughs> on the count of three, we will mention what type of beers we will be drinking. Uh, so let's just get it started on the count of three. One. Two, three, hazy, hazy IPA. IPA. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep going. Okay. Keep going. Uh, on the on the count of three, we'll, we'll we'll the name of the beer, or do we do the? No, it's, it's the brewery. Yeah, we does the brewery. brewery. Okay. On the count of Those three, are quite we'll late do... at night. It's nine o'clock. So if there's any dust, you know, it's been a long day for both of us. That's true. Just, we're just that's true. I did I did forget to say that. Uh, okay, on the count of three, uh, the uh, brewer. One, two, three. Batch Wanaka brewing. beer works. Well, of, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, hazy IPAs, though. Here we go. Hazy IPAs, yeah. Something to enjoy and on the palate together. Yeah, interesting that you said NZ IPA. I'll be interested, once you reveal the beer, to, to see what the fine print says about White's and NZ IPA because obviously both our beers were made in New Zealand, but I don't know why they're <laughs> hazy. Um, yeah, why don't you start out telling me about your New Zealand IPA? Uh, yeah, of course. So yeah, I've got a batch brewing, uh, Aotearoa, which is a Auckland uh, company. Uh, it's called. It's a new one. Haven't seen this one before. It's called Planet Nick uh, Nicktaron. Uh, so yeah, hazy NZ IPA. Um, yeah, basically it was, uh, brewed for this year's, um, NZ IPA challenge at Ooh. Smith's Craft Beer House in, in Queenstown. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's, it's an NZ IPA cause it uses New Zealand malts, I believe. So Gladfield malts, uh, and hops from NZ hops itself. So Nectaron, um, 
seen Nectaron pop up a few times. I think Cassell's also did a Nectaron uh, type uh, hazy as well. So mm. uh, something very similar. Uh, Rawaka, uh, Kahatu, and Clayton hops. Um, so yeah, this is I think a, yeah a few few New Zealand hops in there which give it that NZ IPA. Um, right. Definitely different hops to what I've seen before and and the usual. Um, you know, APAs or Indian pale ales and stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to cracking into this one. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm drinking Grazen on the Haze. Hazy IPA from Wanaka Beer Works. Um, weirdly, it says, this ball does tricks for best results roll me before opening. Do you think that oh, means yeah, so you're just meant to like... Yeah, you just yeah. kind of put it on the table and give it a little roll. Isn't that going to make it froth up? Uh, I mean, it does say it. It says does say this it. ball does tricks. So are they just trying to trick me into terrible antics? <laughs> we'll find out, I suppose. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on the old Wanaka Beerworks later on, but I, I, I didn't think that this would be a week where we would, uh, yeah. We would yeah. match. But, you know, we'll get into that <laughs> in a sec. Let's crack them open. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Mm. it's nice again it is different Ooh. having a beer at nine o'clock rather than our sort of normal afternoon um i'd say it's quite light as a hazy you know it's not not heavy um quite citrusy i think but mm. yeah no nice first sip yeah nice yeah i really i really like mine um it's there's, uh, you know, the more I look on the back of it, there's a lot of different hops uh, in this beer. Um, and as you know, in the past, uh, if you followed along with Brulette, I, I quite like my, my double IPAs, my very hoppy beers. Um, and this gives me that straight away. It's not too strong. Like, it's definitely middle of the range, so probably a little bit stronger than what you're drinking. Um, but, yeah, really nice. Uh, the Nectaron, I don't know. It says it's trademarked by NZ Hops, the old Nectaron. Um, you know, I, whether that's got anything to do with nectar and honey, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's down that kind of sweet, kind of bitter, I mean, it's beer, kind of route of, of it. It's, it's very nice, very hazy. Nectaron sounds like it would be a, um, transformer. Nectaron. <laughs> <laughs> would Nectaron be an Autobot or a Decepticon? Probably a Decepticon, seeing as it has Probably the on Decepticon. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. true. Mm-hmm. Well, nice to have a beer mm. with you, my friend. It does feel like it's been a while since our last ep- episode. Did we record last week? We did, we right? We did record last week. Yeah, we yeah, did we record did. last week. Well, yep. I've probably given the game away. Congratulations if you uh, guessed where I am before me saying Wanaka Beer Works. Um, have, not, have not really done any posting, actually, on this holiday, which has been nice. We've kind of enjoyed the... Uh, anonymity of, of going away but Fran and I have okay. been in the South Island since Monday morning uh, it was a holiday we were meant to do in September uh, this sort of week long South Island road trip which neither of us have ever done before um, like a big roadie we haven't done it together we haven't really done South Island so we've been looking forward to this for a while uh, and then when lockdown happened we decided to put it off because we just sort of spent all that time together and it didn't feel quite right so we're quite glad 
that we put it off to now because it's really quiet down on the South Island. Like I know the South mm. Island has been quiet generally. Uh, you know, no tourists. Lots of the places we've been are sort of non-New Zealand travellers hotspots. Um, but also this close to Christmas, I think is not a period of time where lots of people travel. And we've actually just since doing this realized what a great time it is to go away because we're going to get into christmas and kind of feel like we've already had our holiday yeah, you've so done not something. the pressure to yeah, kind of yeah. do it in january or feb um mm-hmm. so yeah i'll give you the little quick quick prices of the last few days without being yeah. too indulgent just sort of the highlights um we flew into christchurch had one day in christchurch which was really nice um I haven't been to Christchurch since the earthquakes, so it was really interesting to try and remember the city beforehand because I'd been yeah. a couple of times, I guess, during school years. Um, yeah, it's an interesting city, eh? Have you been to Christchurch ever yeah, I was, since the earthquakes? Yeah, I was there about, th- I think, three years ago. It was either 2018 or 2019. Right. Um, I can't quite remember. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like all of the infrastructure, the construction was going on. Like, you know, you could definitely tell what was new and, and things and still still big square lots that were, you know, full of rubble and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty That's crazy. That's the thing, eh? Like, we, we actually really enjoyed it. Everything from sort of like the Botanic Gardens to the couple of bars yeah. we went to. I think the main thing is it just it feels a bit empty people-wise. Uh, and mm. I was talking to my dad about it the other day and he said, yeah, all Christchurch needs is like another, another 100, 200,000 people to fill it up because, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff to do there for sure. It just feels like a little bit eerie, I thought. Um, well, a lot of people we did, left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, we were, I don't want to say we were amazed, but like had an amazing bakery, an amazing cafe. You know, there's lots mm. of these really cool small spots. Especially because Fran and I and other people in Wellington have been having lots of conversations recently about how we feel Wellington has kind of let the standard slip food and drink wise a little bit. I think we've been so good for so long, but Wellington doesn't really have that many new places opening up. And so coming to Christchurch and and sort of seeing new spots was really refreshing. Um, But yeah, that was Christchurch. Uh, It was just the one day. The next morning we drove about four hours uh, to Mount Cook kind of area. Um, we went through the, uh, what's it called? Geraldine is the, the ironically enough, uh, the Barker's factory, not your sweet, sweet clothing brand, oh, but you no. know, the sort of <laughs> syrups and. Yeah. My uh, favorite syrups that I yeah. put with my gin. Yeah. Yeah. So we the went time. there. We were there when they opened at eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> We got up and drove <laughs> very early. Um, cool. But yeah, it was cool. We like bought a couple of things, you know, most of which you can find in supermarkets, but it was kind of nice to buy it there. And uh, there was one uh, sort of relish that we bought where you could kind of print whatever you wanted on it. So it's a, oh. it's a relish that says Fran and Jay's like sun-dried tomato relish, which is cool. <laughs> um, we drove through Fairley, which has kind of the famous pie shop. Um, they were amazing pies, but it was 10 o'clock in the morning. And so maybe not ideal pie eating. I mean, we got one each, but mm. I think it would have been more amazing as a lunch or sort of afternoon type thing. But we sort of ticked off the Fairly Bakehouse uh, and then down to Mount Cook, which is about a four hour drive from Christchurch. And we did um, 
I guess there's sort of a short one hour walk and a th- longer three hour walk to sort of see one of the glacial rivers. Um, it was very beautiful. And what really struck me was how middle earthy it all is. Like you can just kind of walk up the mountain and you just, I don't know, look everywhere and go, oh, that could have been a Lord of the Rings location. And, oh, that could have been a Lord of the Rings location. Just, I guess the scrub and the rocks and everything just looks like Middle Earth. Um, and it really made me think about how Amazon shifting Lord of the Rings series to the UK and just thinking, I don't know how you replicate this kind of countryside because it all just looks like the films. Um, Mount Cook was the lonely mountain. And there are sort of specific Lord of the Rings filming locations around there, but just generally. Mm. So that mm. was really beautiful. Um, I also got really lucky that it was a clear day so you could see the mountains from a long way away up close. That doesn't happen all the time, so we were very fortunate there. Uh, and then we stayed the night in Lake Tekapur, which, again, super quiet because there's no tourists around. Uh, and then that night we had booked this sort of stargazing thing because Lake Tekapur is a... Ooh. a dark hub or whatever it's called where they sort of minimize all the lights at night like a dark reserve so you can kind of book oh, so there's no light tours. pollution yeah I, I mean there's so there's no street lights but they do have enough lights that obviously you can drive around and yeah, see what yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. Um, I yeah but yeah we went on this this stargazing tour and obviously if there's any clout they just cancel it because you can't see anything what's the point yeah and so we went up this this sort of small hill at 11 o'clock and you could see all the stars amazingly and we were all kind of it was Fran me and then three other people and everyone was kind of like oh we're really lucky with the weather we're lucky with the weather and the the woman doing the tour was like yeah there is a little bit of cloud coming in but it should be fine and so we were up on this hill and beautiful you could see just you know incredible crazy stars and then this cloud just started coming in and coming in and coming in and coming in and (laughs) within like 15 minutes it was just completely covered so thankfully we managed to see uh we managed to get the kind of the memento picture with them like massive constellations in the background um but we didn't get to see because they have this you know big telescope on the hill as well as the sort of free eye gazing which on a, a beautiful night you would see Jupiter and Saturn and the moon and stuff, but um, it was still better than nothing. And we got a little 50% refund. Um, oh, but yeah, oh, cra- crazy yeah. just looking at the stars, bro. It's just one of those things where you, you know, obviously different places in New Zealand, different, I imagine, in Auckland, you don't see stars. Well, I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't appreciate it up here. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, sometimes Wellington's pretty good, you know, if you're up Mount Vic mm. or in certain areas. Um, but yeah, it was, it was that was definitely a highlight even though we only kind of got like a 50% of it but yeah she <laughs> yeah. was like oh yeah the last tour we did was November the 6th and so we're like wow we're at the wrong time of the year <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah yesterday we came to Wanaka um, went for a little swim in the lake which was nice just hung out a little bit and then today we went up Royce Peak which is kind of the Royce Roy's I think it's Roy's which is sort of one of the classic New Zealand mountain photos where you can see the kind of the lake going between the mountain ranges and stuff. Um, and it was pretty hard. Two and a half hours up, we did it in with a decent amount of breaks. No extended breaks on the way up, but probably like 10, five-minute breaks. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty rough. Like, I don't remember the last time I walked up a hill properly 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like we did it in camp, like school years, and but (laughs) it's pretty hard, pretty hard on the whole body. But again, because it's kind of off peak season, at the top there weren't that many people, and so we took all the photos with a tripod and stuff. And then actually coming down, I found really difficult and may have sustained a little injury, but um, that's okay. Managed to get up, managed to get down. It took us about five hours altogether, just like breathtaking views and i think that's been this whole trip summed up as as a north islander as someone who's Mm. only really been Mm. to nelson over my childhood because that's where my grandma and grandpa lived you know people really do sell the south island and finally having come and ticked some of the the hot spots off you really do realize how beautiful this part of the country is and and also we were friend and i were talking on the walk today like i don't think we really appreciate tourists that come from high density cities just how to them parts of new zealand are baffling just there being spaces where there's nothing but nature so i think Mm. it has been a really nice um resetting of of understanding our our country's beauty and also having a little bit of a holiday um so yeah that's been the last the last few days again sorry to tell you of my travels but you too soon may travel (laughs) And experience all that there is to offer. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy holiday. We're off to Queenstown tomorrow for a couple of days. Um, hopefully do a few like adventure things, a sort of luge. Like I've never been to Queenstown. We're not going to bungee because that doesn't interest oh. me at all. Um, oh. Bungeeing. Nah. nah. But we drove past I a few to. skydiving like airfields and I was like, that's on the list. Yeah, skydiving would be sick. That'd be sick. That's so cool, um, man. That's, yeah. that's so sick. What a trip. Yeah. What I know trip. what you mean though. With that vibe of like, uh, like you're not appreciating your own backyard, yeah. Until yeah, until you kind of get to it, and you're like, yeah, yeah wow, this thing is is amazing. It's, I mean, even just like a city like Wellington, you know, you have the beaches and you have Mount Victoria there, and you mm. know, mm. the integration of the different kinds of, I guess, civilization is something that we sort of take a little bit for granted. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, obviously lucky to be in a position to A, be able to travel, but also to, you know, the privilege of being able to come down here and do all this all this stuff. But um, yep. yeah, have never done the whole road trip thing before and have never done the whole South Island thing before and worth, worth the wait. That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's and, and tell me of your Auckland work adventures. I feel like such an arsehole. Ah, uh, yes. No, that's absolutely fine. Yes, Auckland. The racks me, of clothing. Yeah. Matthew. Yes, still in lockdown up here. Uh, day 100 and something, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, uh, it, it's good to be working. Like, that's yeah. that's the yeah, sure. top side of, of everything that's been happening. Like, it's good to be working and it's good to be earning money, which is, is, is good and is needed because the, I have been absolutely mowing through my savings. Uh, my Europe savings, which I've been talking about for the past year, um, is very much going down um but it's okay there's still there's still stuff there and it'll all come back one day um so it is nice to be working again um but yeah man my feet hurt uh amazing yeah you know yeah. having time off the feet for three months and all of a sudden going back to work it's like i man, wanted to ask feet, you about that last week my feet I completely soft. completely forgot because i found the same thing when i went to the barbershop and my yeah. back my ba- we're not mm. sure if it's our bed or if 
uh, we think it probably is like the mattress is contributing to it. But yeah, coming back to the shop over the last few months, I've really realized about the the standing and how draining it can be on your feet and your legs mm. and your lower back. Yeah, I think it was one day that I worked uh, and I realized because I like to go outside and have a have a bit of a vape on my break, on my lunch break. Uh, I think I only sat uh, like a nine nine hour shift. I think I sat for like fifteen minutes throughout the whole entire day. Oh my god! Um, which is just yeah. I, by the by the by the time I get home, I'm like, yeah, ow. <laughs> but that's work. I mean, it is what it is. You know, put your Do body you have a through specific pair of shoes that you. I've well, got yeah. terrible shoes. I've got terrible shoes. I've got a pair of Converse and I've got a pair of Vans, wow. which are my rotation at the moment because uh, they're the only like nice shoes that I have. Mm. I don't have comfortable shoes, uh, which is completely my fault. Um, so it will be an investment of mine uh, in in the new year, I believe. I just, yeah, I need yeah. some comfy shoes. Yeah, we uh, need to get you like a, a stylish, but with some heel support, like New Balance or... Yeah, well, I hear even Air Force Ones are a good one to have. Mm. A lot of people have Air Force Ones. Um, so, looking I've at those. I've owned a pair of Air Force Ones, but... Neither have I. There were so neither many years in high school where I was like, if you wear Air Force Ones, you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of want to feel like I have it. So, yeah. maybe it's time yeah. for some Air Force Ones. I mean, fashion. They've stuck around fashion. for a long time, so clearly... They have. They they have stood the test. Actually, Air Force Ones have probably stood the test of time, right up there with any specific fashion item of our like last fifteen yeah. years. I can't think of anything yeah. else that. I mean, I guess maybe like, ironically, like Crocs is like a very specific yeah. item of fashion that is still a thing. But yeah. from a trainer's perspective, Air Force Ones is where it's at. And actually, that will lead me into my question later on. But okay. We're not quite there All yet. Right. Um, no. So tomorrow, uh, the uh, the traffic light framework comes in. How, how do you feel yeah. about that from a retail perspective? I think it's going to be a bit of a, a learning curve. Has there been much sort of figuring out how to process process that? Uh, not, uh, not really. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, like, you know, if your company is registered, for it uh then you know sweet i'm not entirely sure if uh to be honest i'm not entirely sure the like full framework of the vaccine pass and stuff i know morgan and the hairdressers upstairs you know they were obviously the guinea pig guinea pigs of it so you can't have a haircut unless you got the vaccine pass um but to be honest i'm not entirely sure how it's working in uh in the store at all um uh, at all I'm not entirely sure. Because uh, retail has that. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but the one thing that I have always found super uncomfortable, and I remember this from my first ever job working at, God, what was it? Factory. Back when factory was a thing. Yeah. The whole being the store greeter and the, yeah. the inauthentic nature of that. I know it can be yeah. authentic. It depends on the shop and the person. But that kind of entry point is so different than hospitality, which for such a long time now has been stay at the door, we will seek you type situ- situation. Yep. Whereas retail kind of has that wander and wander out type vibe. So I guess maybe you, there is already the infrastructure in place with lots of stores as the kind of person closest to the door as a role within retail. But 
I think it's so interesting thinking about how people enter and exit space in retail versus hospitality. Yeah, well, we call we call it flybys. We do our flybys. So if it's a really busy day and like obviously you know there'll be caps and stuff with COVID, there has been. But if it's a really busy day, then we'll section. There'll be someone at the front of the store and people throughout the section of the store, right, right, right. But what we'll do is if we're if we're doing stuff around the store and someone walks into the store, we're not yelling across the store or anything like that. We do a flyby, which is basically you can either do a one eighty yeah. or a three sixty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you 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 make it look like you're going to do something in their direction. So you're not going straight to them and being like, hi, you're, you're Hello, flyby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so you're doing a flyby. A so they'll be somewhere. You've got to make sure that you're not approaching them from behind because that's just rude. You've got to try and get in there, you know, just try and get somewhere where they can see you, you're doing something, and you just open up the conversation. I am very much, if someone doesn't want to talk to me, then I know to kind of just back off and let them do their thing. Uh, if someone opens up, like if I say, hi, how are you? And they're like, good. I walk away uh, because they are closed off. They don't want anything to do with me. They're just doing their own thing. I will help them later if they want my help. But very much if, if I'm like, hi, how are you today? And they're like, good, thank you. How are you? They have opened up the conversation to me. I can then go forward from there, ask them about the day, the weather, whatever. I like their shoes. What are you in store for? Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's coming because look this kind of leads me on to one of my stories that i had today yes please and it 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 was very infuriating but i understand the place and where it's coming from i notice so much when i walk into other retail stores or just other places you can just tell when people absolutely hate their jobs and it's it's sad uh i you know, uh, uh, we went into one store today and sh- it was, it was, she was basically reading me a script like you were, you know, like you were kind of just talking about that greeting. It's, it's very inauthentic. Yeah. You walk into a store and they read you the script and it's like, yep, you're doing, yes, you are doing your job, but greet like I, we are human beings. Uh, anyway, I went into a few supermarkets today cause I was trying to find a soda stream bottle. My soda stream bottle has run out and I was trying to get a new refill. I went into one countdown and I was like, hi, uh, hi there. Uh, sorry to, sorry to bother you on this, but can I have a, can I have a, a refill for this? Uh, and she was basically like, we're sold out. Oh, okay. And then she kind of paused. She was like, I'll go have a look. And so she, you know, she went away, came back, we're sold out. I was like, okay, thank you. Like, but you know, nothing more to that. I understand you're doing your job right, right, right. I went to another supermarket. Uh, hi, sorry to bother you on this, but do you have refills of these? And she was just like, we don't sell those here. Okay. Sorry for bothering you. And I walked out of the store and then I went to another supermarket in town and yeah, are you just approaching people and just asking them very politely just for some assistance and they just just can't be bothered? I understand with like COVID times and things like that, especially working in a supermarket, it's very stressful. But it's not like I'm coming at them as a Karen being like, ah, excuse me, can you go and grab me this soda stream bottle? I want a new one, please. Uh, very polite, just trying to, just trying to get help and, and people were just... You, like I said, you can just tell when people are not enjoying themselves at, 
had that work. And I understand people got to make a buck and things like that. But I think we've talked about it before on another an episode is is doing work for the sake of of doing work. Like, is it is it worth it at the end of the day? Uh, and yeah, it's just it was just it, it really put me in a rut uh when this was just like yeah late afternoon i got back home and yeah needed to have a shower because i was just like it was just gross i just felt really gross Wash interactions with, people. yeah yeah it was just uh, yeah and look i mean you, look, you may be listening to this and thinking oh it's a bit harsh and i mean yeah i guess it is a little bit but it is definitely an observation and feeling that i get countless of times from going into people in their work i don't know i don't know their circumstances i don't know what's going on in their lives you know can't be too quick to judge obviously but uh yeah uh, i think you know uh, one thing we always advocate for is just that common you know human kindness uh and if you are working in some sort of uh hospitality or you know customer service thing it's yeah treat people like humans not like robots uh yeah that's my that's my rant over. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think you're being harsh at all. I think that like we don't have that. We don't sell that. That's so infuriating. And it's like well, I wouldn't be here if I knew that. Obviously, if I knew that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the reason I'm here is I thought there was a possibility, and that's the reason I'm asking you a question. Um, but yeah, I think what you say is fair about you know you don't know what someone's circumstances or they might have been a crap day for all sorts of other reasons exactly. but i think your point about knowing when people hate their job is so valid and you can tell yeah. so quickly um and it's such a threshold like you there's such a big difference between hating your job and loving your job like it's okay to mm-hmm. exist in the gray area but yeah when you're making people just feel crap about it and like we went so we went out for dinner before it's part of why we're recording this podcast late and i made the comment to friend that the person that was serving us really added to yeah the meal and the experience i mean mm. he wasn't doing anything particularly extravagant but just it was really nice talked to us without being like condescending yeah left us alone when we wanted to be left alone and just like made a few comments that were casual enough that it was like great you're actually engaging with us individually you don't feel like you're trying to you know oversell us on anything um and it just added a little bit and i said to friend like when you come across people like this it makes me think well being a wait staff in a restaurant maybe wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you have the product knowledge and you're interested in the the i guess the service of the products that you're you're putting out Mm-hmm. I think product knowledge is such an interesting part of any job is if you know what you're talking about and you can share that knowledge and information with someone else. Like anything can be interesting. That's part of why I've got so yeah. into coffee this year because if I'm going to spend that much time making coffee, I might as well be knowledgeable enough to pass that on. <laughs> and as Amen. you say, sometimes work is just work and people just need money and that's fine. But I think you are also justified to be frustrated and have a crap time with people who... Uh, giving you the we don't sell that here sell that treatment here. Oh, okay sweet it was another funny thing uh, just to keep rambling on about this because i find it very interesting uh another thing that i noticed when we went into i won't name the store because i don't want to name and shame the, the stores themselves but we went into this one store uh very interesting because i hadn't i haven't noticed it i guess with with covid and everything kind of going on people have been very like um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Benefit of the doubt in the sense of scanning in, you know, sanitizing, things like that. Uh, we haven't been forcing people to be going and be like, did you scan in? Can you scan in? Can you sanitize? Right, right. Well, we went into the store and before she said anything, me, me and Morgan, we had our phones out and we were about to scan in and she stood at the front of the door and she was like, um, you know, pointed at the QR code, like, just scan. And you're like, yep, yep. Uh, and then she took like a few steps back and she was like, uh, and sanitize? Uh, of, yeah, of course. Yeah. Quite, you know, quite happy to sanitize. Was going to do that anyway. Uh, and then it was, hi, um, is there something that you're after today? Now we can talk. Yeah, now we can talk. But the the what the point I'm trying to get to is, you know, she was actually quite informative. Once again, product knowledge helped with what we were looking for. But it was, once again, it was the disingenuous scripted nature of it. When we got to the counter again, she greeted us like she hadn't even talked to us before. It was really small and it's very, very petty and nitty of me. But we got to the counter and she was like, uh, she basically, it was the way she, she she said it. It's like we had just walked into the store, got to the counter. She was like, hi there. It was it was very small and I'm not giving it justice or the scenario or painting it I know very well. Mean. But it's, but like she, she, yeah, like she hadn't just talked to us a few minutes ago and she was just saying hi again. Like she had seen us for the first time in that store. It was, yeah. it was, it was so strange. Uh, I, I just, I saw it from far, I saw and heard it from far away because Morgan was the one buying the item, but it was, yeah, it was just a, a very, a very weird feeling being in that store. Like I felt like I was very much m- being monitored, uh, yeah. while I was in the store. It was very strange. Well, you're risk, very obviously. Strange. Um, oh, of course. COVID city. Yeah. I gotta be very careful. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a risk to, uh, pocketing things, perhaps dirty fingers. <laughs> No, I know what you mean, but I guess, again, the flip side of that is, who knows? In any given store, the amount of people that just blitz on in any given yeah. any given day. Don't but I can't care. forgive, I cannot forgive the, have had a conversation with you for X number of minutes, and then a few minutes later, it's like, hi, how are you? It's like, we have just, we just we dated have just for a, a year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know each other quite Quite well, actually. <laughs> Sorry, new phone. Who's this? You should have counted it with being like, oh yeah, no, we were just there before. Yeah, Remember? we were just, you we showed were just us here. We're the same people. Really start <laughs> getting front foot with retail stuff. Wow, what a selection of um, no, it was annoying very odd afternoon. Yeah, it was, it was a very odd afternoon. I have been in a bit of a rut, so I do apologize to Morgan. Uh, I guess the other <laughs> thing is... Uh, people in Auckland maybe it's sort of a bit out of out of the funk of greeting people engaging oh, with totally sort of customers totally. I think everyone's probably just maybe a bit rusty yeah yeah no I I I, I so feel that and pe- yeah people don't quite know how to interact because we haven't been interacting for so long mm. uh, as customers and as um, service as well you know it, it is weird it is this weird uh, liminal space um but that is that is retail up here in Auckland. That's all I've got to say about it now. <laughs> a day in the life of retail. Um, but yeah, tomorrow is obviously uh, a big day. I mean, actually, it probably you know might take a few days for us to edit this and, and post it. So it may well have passed. It'll be interesting to see how the old vaccine passport things comes yep. in. I've had one conversation with with a barbershop customer about someone who again said not vaccinated won't be getting vaccinated. 
especially this will be the last time and I had that kind of awkward interaction for the first time so there is a little bit of kind of the awkward back oh, wow. and forth going on um, yeah. obviously we'll be in, in Queenstown when it's open and yeah you'll sure be in Orange that like, does that mean that Friday night like Queenstown clubs are going to be open not like we really intend on going clubbing but uh. yeah it'll be a bit, a bit strange to dive back into that yeah. um, I do have a question for you yeah, see. And I think it sort of circles some of the stuff we've talked about today. There's actually a question that I wrote down last week, and I'm trying to remember what would have led to this. Uh, but I haven't been thinking about question time over the last few days, so I was very happy to have this prompt written nice. down. Um, my question to you is, what would you line up for? And the context oh. of that question is around... A couple hmm. of weeks ago, we were driving down Willis Street in Wellington and saw this massive queue of people in like a sort of nondescript part of Willis Street right up by the motorway. Uh, and we later found out, well, we sort of, we guessed what it was, but confirmed with some other people later on that it was people lining up for a tattoo shop on Willis Street that oh. someone then informed me that they were doing like a today only $15 Sinatra's. tattoos. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it that yeah. might. Yeah, it might have been Sinatra's. Yeah, and they do the up by Bristolin or we what used to be Bristolin, like kind of near two to two Upper Willis Street. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so if it's not Sinatra's, tattoo people come after me. Well, it might not have been. Yeah, it um, might not be. Might be further. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but basically there was a huge line of people, and we were like, oh, well, they must be lining up for this ta- like tattoo parlor and. I was kind of like, but, but why? But why? Like, it didn't really make sense mm. to me. I mean, I haven't, I don't have any tattoos, so it's, it's, I guess it's a product or a service that I don't really <laughs> understand. Later on, someone said to me that it's something they do, you know, from time to time. They'll say like, tomorrow it's fifteen dollars. These are the ten tattoos you can get. Come and get it. And I yep. guess it's like a cheap, fast tattoo thing. And I had this whole conversation with a couple of my friends that get t- tattoos about like, but. I, now, most people tend to get tattoos with stuff that's kind of at least somewhat meaningful, but I guess there's that sort of, if it's cheap and quick, add some new ink. And we were trying to figure out with the length of the line, like how long was the person at the back of the line waiting mm. for? Because you understand the people at the front. If you've got up early front of the line, you might not be waiting for that long versus the per- there's always someone at the back of the queue. Yeah. And as you yeah. walk past the line or you drive past the line, it's like, how invested in this thing are you? And it got me thinking about people who've lined up outside Area 51 for a day yeah, for years. Area 51. The people that yeah. were lining up outside uh, Sylvia Park for you guys to be able to go into retail and thinking, what the hell is it that you want to buy from Sylvia Park that you can't get an online shopping? Because obviously online shopping, you can get so much these days. Like most businesses yeah. will have an online store. Yeah. And it got me thinking about, you know, what things would I line up for? And I don't know if there's anything. Like, I don't think there's... Well, I won't answer my... uh, A few more thoughts (laughs) that I'll have. But let me ask you, are there any stores or specific products or what would you line up for for an extended period of time? I'm not talking 30 minutes, that kind of like over multiple hours, potentially overnight. Gaming stuff, maybe? I don't know. Like, your personality and your psyche of something worth waiting for... I'm fascinated to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I was I was thinking as you were saying that when you, when you like kind of exp- extended it over a couple of hours. I don't think it's ever happened in this scenario, but something that like I would line up for for an extended period of time. Um, I don't know how it would work in the situation, but I'm just thinking of it now. It would be like a movie. Um, you know, uh, you know, getting tickets to a movie, but like you said, like you can buy tickets online and stuff. But I've definitely been caught in a situation where I have been, you know, th- there have been massive lines to a movie before, but that could probably take anywhere from fifteen to half an hour, so nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, like definitely probably like yeah, like gaming stuff. Um, obviously didn't have to line up for my PS5 or anything like that, but... But I guess I think if, if they, they would said, Auckland, we have 100 PS5 at this yeah. location, it's first and first served. Yeah. Is that the sort of thing that you maybe yeah. would have gone like, okay, cool, I'm committing to this, I'm mm-hmm. going... You know, whether you get there early enough is a completely different question, and it's more about the, would you commit to that? I'm going to try and guarantee myself this thing by going X hours early. You know, if you couldn't order PS5s online for whatever reason. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, if it came to like new games and things like that, that would definitely be the kind of way of doing it. But like you said, it's it's the whole online thing now, you know, like if you really want something, you can kind of, you know, almost not guarantee, but you you can do it online instead of having to wait. I was trying to think of other scenarios and things like that when it comes to clothes or like area 51 things like that nah tattoo i wouldn't i love tattoos but i wouldn't line up for anything like that um i was trying to think of maybe like a sports event but i don't know what kind of sports event I yeah would. i guess It'd tickets be... is a whole subsection right like exactly if they were and i guess i'll i'll chime in here i think there's two distinct groups there's the lining up to guarantee yourself the thing at normal price like say rugby world cup final in new zealand we have first thousand tickets say it's sold out everywhere else but this one ticker tech booth will have a thousand tickets there's that like try and get yourself within the number of things that they have and then there's the like 90% 90% off for the first hour. Like yeah, this, yeah. I guess the sale aspect, which is maybe mm. something that I would line up for if it was, I don't know, if Barker's had a 75% say off sale for first hour on a random day and they were just saying, we'll let the first X number of people in, like that might be enough to get me through the door. It's like a massive, mm-hmm. massive saving on something. But I think that is almost a different group of things to, oh, the killers are playing a unique show at San Fran. It's only going to be 300 people line up for tickets. You know, I think maybe ticketed stuff, there might be events, but it would have to be such an specific like say i don't know frank ocean comes to wellington is playing a show for yeah exactly 300 people maybe that's my answer like yeah, yeah i would line up for that i guess events tickets to something so unique that otherwise you wouldn't get to see mm. that would be a yes but i can't think of products and maybe again it's no. just the whole online thing yeah, I think I'm exactly the same. I think I'd yeah, I'd way rather line up for an event or tickets of some sort than a, pr- a product or something like that. Do you think um, you'd line up to meet anyone in particular? 
bookstore signings is obviously quite a big thing, or at least used to be a thing. Yeah, I remember I did Armageddon. I've done Armageddon a few times. Um, you do the old line up for autographs, but yeah, I didn't really get any good autographs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll know when the thing happens, but it's just a fascinating (laughs) (laughs) breakdown of sociology to me because there are the people that commit to being right at the front. Yeah. I am going to be the first person there. There's the sort of barbecue joints in the U S like Franklin's barbecue where you have Mm -hmm. to line up six hours before it opens to guarantee you a spot. And I guess, yeah, again, in some ways, I can understand that if you desperately want to do that, but also like that amount of time for a meal seems absurd, but there's the people at the front who are, who are saying, I don't care how long I will definitely get these cause I'm going to be at the mm-hmm. front. And then you work your way backwards to the, um, yeah, I don't want to go that early, but I will go. And then eventually you probably work your way back to people who see the line, figure out what the thing is and decide to kind of jump on on the end I think it's just fascinating the even just joining lines generally like a, I remember a, a bubble tea and there's a new bubble tea well not new anymore bubble tea place <laughs> on Dixon Street in Wellington and when it opened friend and I just saw the line and just started queuing because we are like oh, bubble <laughs> we tea, are here like now. Bubble tea. <laughs> and we got halfway up the line and realised that they weren't doing like free bubble tea first day it was just like 15% off or something I was like we'll wow, go to the bubble people. tea place that we like anyway yeah (laughs) yeah just line line queuing and forming and when we like join in with stuff i think is just so fascinating and in the case of the tattoo parlor to me because i don't have any tattoos so it's something i completely it's not that i don't understand tattoos but i can't relate at all in the way that i've played a playstation so like if you lined up for a ps5 i could understand that or i don't know if people were lining up for Coldplay tickets or whatever I could understand that yep. it added a whole new dimension and being like these people must really love tattoos <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> yeah so totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, oh, I was going to say something I completely forgot what I was going to say I just had a thought and it wandered away that's alright if it comes back up in the next however many minutes feel free to just yeah, yell sweet. alert alert I've, I've remembered yeah. but yeah I was just curious to think of of what those things would be for you and i guess for anyone i mean i'm sure we all have specific things that we would line up for we maybe just don't quite realize them like even in the course of the last five ten minutes i've realized that small intimate gigs with musicians that i like that would be the thing yeah yeah you know i'm sure maybe there's very very specific products for anyone or events and then I'm sure everyone, if the sale was big enough, would be a thing. It's just a matter of, you know, are you plonking a couch outside the shop 12 hours before or are you lining up 90 minutes? There's obviously a big spectrum. Yeah, well, I, I remember what I was going to say. It goes to show you how uh, how important uh, primary school was in uh, learning to uh, stay in line. True. Uh, you know, True. order. Order is uh, very important in society. So, uh when you know <laughs> we know how to line up uh, which is which is up. which is good uh but also if you like uh causing chaos uh line is not not for you so cue <laughs> jumping we'll talk about that another day <laughs> the politics of uh, no i'm not going to go down that i'm not no. going to go down that route <laughs> i was there first <laughs> facts 
I'll let you in the front. Come in behind me. Yeah, Man. come here. Oh, Primary yeah, I, that, yeah. Hi, hey, hi, yeah, hey, come oh, here. Nice yeah, I know you. what you mean. Yeah, come, come yeah, on yeah. But we'll leave it there. But thank yeah, you nice. for your thoughts on uh, on queuing generally. And of course, as always, yeah, no, if, you, yeah. if you're listening and you have something very specific you'd line up for, I would love to hear what that thing is because it's probably something we haven't thought of. Yeah. It's probably like, I don't know, any manner of bespoke items. But we'll move on <laughs> to what are you watching. Um, I'll happily admit at the start that having been on holiday... Uh, there's been not much TV being consumed. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I will say, because I realized this, uh, not long after uh, our podcast episode last week, I had a few uh, friends over for a sort of late birthday kind of few drinks, um, and we didn't watch something, but we did play Risk. So I thought, you know, we've done What Are You Playing and video yep. games before, but mm-hmm. played the board game Risk for the first time since 2015, and wow, wow, it was a great time. There were six of us, so like real big oh, board game group big energy. Game. Uh, such a great time. H- having not played Risk for ages, uh, I've now got the app on my phone. I've played online Risk a few times. Um, obviously, our, our board games, well, our games episodes some mm-hmm. many moons ago, uh, Risk, I think, was, was mentioned, but... Yeah, I think it took us like three hours. We got one of the rules wrong, which meant we wouldn't have, you know, it would have sped the game up a little bit. But yeah, I, I thought I had to mention that played Risk with five other people and it was a bloody good time. Um, nice. But so I have, have I, no... I, I, oh, Sorry, I was just going to say, I don't know if I ever told you. Do I, do I, have I told you that I haven't played Risk before? No, no, you haven't. Oh yeah, no, I've never played a game of Risk. Well, add that to the bucket list. I mean, yeah, obviously, true. it's not really a two-person game. And even no. three, I think, is not quite the same. Yeah. Four plus. We'll find ourselves a little little group, a <laughs> little gang. We'll get a posse. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. But yes, I've watched nothing. So it's all on you, my friend. It is up to you to share with all the right. people things that they should get on their screen. Nice. Yeah, I've got a few things. Everyone, I've got a few things. Um, I was going to mention it uh, on What Are You Watching last week, but it hadn't actually been released yet. Uh, and that is the new Marvel series on Disney Plus, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye, yay. Woo, everyone cheer for Hawkeye. Oh, he's finally got everyone a solo. Everyone loves Hawkeye. Ooh, everyone loves Hawkeye. Everyone does. Um, spoiler. Uh, he, you know, kills kills our girl Scarlet. Uh, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye finally gets a solo, um, not movie, but series. Um, episode one and two were released last week. Episode three, actually, as of as we're recording, should have been released now. Um, and yeah, it's basically just looking at um, the events um in i think in the timeline of marvel it's 2023 um after endgame and him kind of uh yeah kind of settling back into life uh, and he unfortunately or not unfortunately he runs into someone in new york city that is pretending or you know kind of masquerading as him um and it's basically a origin story of his um successor kate bishop uh, which is a uh, big character in Marvel. Um, and like I said, it's a, a successor of Hawkeye, so we'll be going forward. Um, but yeah, two episodes out. Um, it's 
all right. It's probably not the best not best series yet after two episodes, but it is okay. Um, I love it, obviously, because it's Marvel. So, yeah, Hawkeye's out, Disney+. Plus. Um, also, another um, TV series that just came out on Netflix a little while ago um, was already um, an anime, um, and they've made it into live action, um, and that is Cowboy Bebop. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I have watched the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, um my cousin um worked on uh some of the set design uh just as it not set design as like construction he worked on some of the set while because cowboy bebop was filmed here in new zealand um and also his partner um sierra was i think she did prop work i think she worked um in in the props department a little bit as well uh which is really cool and also uh, a friend of mine who i've acted alongside of um she was my wife uh in a theater show that we did down in wellington at circa a few years ago um uneasy dreams and other things uh and that is lydia peckham uh, hmm. And she is in the first episode, um, and yeah, kind of a, a really cool to see like a friend and a, a face in a Netflix show, uh, yeah, which was big, big really show. cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Really proud of her um, for getting a role like that. Um, so yeah, Cowboy Bebop, really good. Music's great. Cinematography is really cool. Um, very, very well stylized. Um, two more things I have watched. I watched just for a bit of fun the other night the Jonas Brothers Family Roast. Um, very Classic. enjoyable. I love the Joe Bros. Uh, I'm a Joe Bro fan. Uh, have been very sad back in 2013 when they split. Um, but happy for them to come back. Uh, all happily married now, all grown up, all so handsome. Um, but yeah, family roast. Uh, very funny celebrities came on they roasted themselves their wives roasted them it was actually very funny um and the last thing that i watched the other night i was sitting here all alone and i was like i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna watch this i've been meaning to uh for a long time uh, and that is sam mendes big epic 1917 oh yeah i haven't seen 1917 yeah, man yeah exactly i completely missed it in the well not I mean, I didn't see it in the movies, uh, and yeah, hadn't thought about watching it for a long time. It came up on my suggested on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to watch this. Amazing. Amazing film. Cinematography is amazing. Quick, quick rundown. Uh, World War I, uh, about uh, two soldiers who have to deliver a message uh, going through no man's land from the front line of of the you know the british over to the german side uh to to deliver a message and the way that it's filmed is it looks like one continuous shot um and it's brilliantly done you can tell when the cuts are but in the sense of the kind of um pace of the movie uh it's really well done you know peaks and troughs so it's not too high intensity the whole entire movie um but in terms of of for a war film i I really enjoyed it um the motivation behind the characters and the kind of journey you go with them uh, is kind of really fulfilling when it gets to the end so yeah 1917 i i very much rate it uh a a watch if you like war, war films yeah, it was on my list for such a long time. Didn't get to see it in the cinema, and then I think dropped off because everyone was like, "Oh, you have to see it in the cinema." And one of those classic films that 
had massive Oscar buzz and then that kind of yeah. dropped off hugely. And I, I feel like there was a, I don't want to say backlash, but people be like, oh, 1917 is just lots of one thing. But mm. I'm glad to hear that you have watched it now and enjoyed it yep. and obviously watched it, you know, not necessarily on your laptop, but not in a cinema and enjoyed it. Um, well, I mean, my TV is pretty much like a cinema, if you remember the size yeah, of my TV. Yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. You probably get away with it as opposed to yeah. the little however many inches my laptop screen is. But there's not a reason to not watch the thing. So Exactly. Will, you know what? I've started actually writing down the things you say. You have say. been I mean, making a list. terrible practice. Obviously, it's in the uh, the show notes, but in my little notebooks. I'm going to add 1917 in particular. Nothing against... Uh, any of the other things you've mentioned, but that of is course. one Because, you know, we all do the thing. We go into Netflix, we don't know what we want to watch. Just watch 1917, yep. for God's sake. 1917. Um, I have just remembered one thing that I have actually watched, and I knew there yes. was something. Um, I have watched the first uh, hour, hour and a half, maybe, of the Beatles uh, <gasps> oh, Get Back. Doco. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a documentary, but it's also sort of restored footage. So in some ways, it doesn't really feel like a documentary. It was meant to be a documentary, right? They were filming it for a documentary that never got yes. released. Yep, that makes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sort of not a huge Beatles fan. Like I know the mm. classic tunes, but you know, Dad's a big Beatles fan. Fran, a big Beatles fan. Um, but I thought it would be interesting because it's, it's you know it's almost like found footage know and for such an iconic group to kind of watch them do their thing like i think of the beatles as sort of almost being you know these mythical creatures and then you realize that they were alive not well as a group active as the beatles as we know them yeah. not that long ago and but just really strange eh? it's quite intense in the sense that the first episode is two and a half hours it's a lot of them just like talking and playing music and it's not coherent in the way that a documentary would be like. Mm. There's no narrative. It's just them. It's basically behind the scenes footage. And it's fascinating because you do get a sense of who they are as individuals and how they relate to each other and um, a little bit of their history and what's going on at that point. Like, you know, a classic thing is that, oh, Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles and it was her relationship with John Lennon. You can tell in the first 30 minutes that Yoko Ono's like just sitting in rehearsal, doing nothing, just keeping out of everyone's way and i don't know anything about the beatles but i'm like clearly she had nothing to do with what was going yeah. on um i don't think i'll get through all eight hours like it's quite draining in the how sporadic it is and abstract and like obviously there's quite a lot of smoking going on of both like cigarettes and other drugs and they're playing all these songs and, and but I, I think it's so worth a watch even if you just watch the first hour of the first episode to get a sense of these four artists mm. being in the same room and what that was like um mm. but it was definitely very different than what i expected i think the way that they've marketed it really makes it seem like this well-polished documentary of yeah, the sort of Beatles totally. and it's not at all it's sort of found footage colorized and jumbled together um i mean i've only seen again a quarter of it so it might become more narrative through the second and third uh yep. parts but yeah definitely worth watching just for an hour as a sort of dipping into understanding the Beatles. i'm like i felt like i learned quite a lot about 
how Paul McCartney related to John Lennon and all that. You know, Ringo is the quiet one and George Harrison is the one that no one listened to. You know, just little bits and pieces, I think, (laughs) was valuable from a, I'm someone that enjoys music. The Beatles were massive. I feel like I need to know a little bit more about them than Hey Jude and Let It Be. Yeah, a little inside. Yeah. So I'd recommend it to you and and anyone else. Yeah, Um, I definitely want to watch it. I've seen little clips on TikTok uh of it uh have popped up i I, there was one clip that i saw of uh john lennon uh forgetting that he's being filmed and you can see him going into his back pocket and he grabs something from his back pocket he looks at it he's about to pop it in his mouth and then he realizes he's being filmed and he looks directly at the camera and then puts it back in his pocket that's so funny (laughs) he was about to pop something Uh, he stopped himself because he forgot he was being filmed don't vape on camera john come on how many times (laughs) yeah there's a few little morsels there for people to to think yeah nice um i knew i knew i had watched something you were before we not watch anything you were like (sighs) but yeah we should probably wrap it up for a week it's been a a relatively long episode but you know we've had things to talk about i think end of the day you know possibly slightly less energized and maybe have, have let our thoughts run along a little bit but you know holiday time for 50% of the bros and brews exactly tell me about your beer how does it rate compared to the rest of the brews we have sampled yeah look I say this every week or I feel like I've been saying it every week it's really nice um I feel simply like yeah I've been having some really good picks lately um I must I'm pretty sure that the last Last batch brewing, uh, I did. I did King Tide. I gave that a seven point two. Um, not the highest of all of the uh, ones I've had before. Pretty sure I've had another one, but maybe it was just that. Um, but yeah, this is this is really nice. Uh, in in terms of the hazies that I've had, rate it. Um, it's not too strong. Um, it's not really like it's not like greatly uh, bitter either um i find sometimes when you have really hops you have this really bad taste at the end sometimes don't get that at all really smooth um so yeah i'm gonna give i'm, I'm gonna give this quite a good score i know i gave um my last one a really good score as well i gave an 8.6 and my last uh, it's got to be up there oh, oh, uh, i'm gonna give it an 8 8.7 wow i i I really like it. Hey, in the terms of a hazy NZ IPA, very good, very drinkable. I would definitely drink that again. Big scores. Big, Big scores. scores. What we do? Um, I think I'm gonna give this a. It's nice. Again, I think it's probably affected by the sort of late time of day. Um, I'd say it's quite an easy drinking hazy, but it's also not that interesting if that makes I sense you. i think that it's probably sense. quite similar to the garage project ghost light hazy i am in the sense that i said the ghost light wasn't that hazy ish uh, i mean this is is it is a hazy but isn't doing anything particular for me in terms of sweetness or citrus notes or mm. um i've enjoyed it it'll get a decent score not a huge score i think i will give it the same score as what i got the uh, Ghostlight Hazy, and that's an 8.1. An 8.1. Nice. Still in the 8s. Still very respectable. Still, Still very, very respectable. respectable. I mean, we're all about respect on this show. 
Sponsor um, us, please. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us, please. Um, and yeah, shout out to uh, Wanaka Beer Works. First time on the show. And you know, who knows when it will next be on because I'm sure these are not sold in, in Wellington. And Yeah, looking at that can, I, can, I have not seen that. Yeah, I yeah. have not seen that at all. Yeah. Funky vibes from Wanaka Beer nice. Works. Um, that's probably about us for the week yeah. for 19. Thank Another you for uh, joining me. You know, late on in the evening. As I said, we don't know when we'll get this uh, edited. It's just gone 10 o'clock, so it certainly won't be tonight. But um, <laughs> we'll try and release it sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, next week, probably, we say probably, we'll have a weekly brew and the uh, the third and final episode of the Public Servants uh, trilogy yes. where we will be focusing on politicians. Uh, obviously, recently, a couple of days ago, uh, the National Party has changed its leader. Huge shake-up there for the uh, opposition. So really interesting time to talk about politicians, specifically the kinds of people that become politicians. I mean, I won't go mm. to the specifics of the new National Party leader, but you know, business backgrounds, career politicians, all that sort of stuff, uh, their role within society uh, is all going to be part of that episode. So yeah, Weekly Brew next week and that episode, hopefully. Um, any final thoughts from you, sir? Yeah, yeah, I, I just wanted, uh, my final thing, I uh, just want to do a big shout out, um, and that's in regards to the old Spotify wrapped oh, yes, 2021. Yeah, um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you, if you, are, if you are listening to us on Spotify, or you have Spotify, obviously, yeah, wrapped, that happens every, every year, has just happened, um, and as a part of that wrapped every now and then, uh, you know, the podcasts pop up, your top podcasts, if you listen to podcasts, that is, because I must admit, uh, ours was the only podcast that popped up for me, um, nice. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just a shout out for, um, if we are in your top five uh, podcasts, or even your number one podcast uh that you listen to on spotify um thank you um uh, obviously some very close friends of ours uh popped it up on their story uh morgan sj and dylan um thank you for the shout out on your insta stories for us and thank you for listening every well not me like sorry i can't assume every week but thank you for listening um and yeah if you are listening to us on on spotify or anything like that and you you know you just want to say yeah you're on mine as well you just want to let us know message us if you're listening to us on apple or any of those other places where you get your podcast um sorry you don't get a wrapped uh but <laughs> let us but let us know that you're listening and you're enjoying it and, and loving it and things because we do appreciate the love back um and we will give it back as always um so yeah thank you for being with us this year so far yeah send it through we'd love to pop you on the story and give you a little shout out um yeah, I saw something funny today, and I wondered if if we would talk about this again. But you know, I don't feel like we need to do a whole, another whole episode on our rap for this year. But I saw someone's tweet that was all about uh, Spotify being the only company that's figured out how to uh, actively tell people that they are tracking what they're doing and make it fun <laughs> and attractive, and make it fun and attractive. Yeah, fun and attractive. It's all that happy picture. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you to everyone that's listened to us over the last year or nine months, however they track it. Uh, and please do send through, uh, even if it hasn't been in your top five, uh, if, you know, if you've yeah, just listened yeah. to us at all this year, we're obviously uh, very thankful to have you as part of our audience. As always, as we, you know, it's summertime, baby. 
7th of December. Only a few more episodes before we wrap up for the end of the year. We don't know when the last episode will be. Obviously, Matt's meant to be going down to Wellington. Fingers crossed for that. I am coming down to Wellington. Matt is coming down to Wellington. Uh, (laughs) So there'll be an in-person episode to look forward to, hopefully. Um, But but for now, it's been the Weekly Brew 19. Uh, Our our first episode where someone has been in the South Island, so that's been a new big tick. Uh, This is the furthest away we've been in terms of using the the connection of the internet to record over online many many k's from uh, auckland to to wanaka um so a lot of firsts today uh and as always thank you to you my bro for uh another delightful day of of catching up and sharing a beer Um, thank you and to the audience thank you as always for listening for matt and myself all that is left to be said is we will see you next time Stuck in the ground